Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A pound of digging West Ham Good afternoon or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 7, episode 7. So this is our 7-7. And we're here tonight to... We're about George again. He hasn't left us. He hasn't gone a sulk. He's not striking. Uh, He's ill, actually. Uh, Last... (laughs) Funny enough, he gets engaged last week. This week, he's ill. Uh, so we wish you well, George. <laughs> I don't think the um, two things are connected. No, I don't think the two things are connected. You've got the two bub bits. All right, that's too much information. As you've already heard, uh, back is the very famous uh, Nigel Khan. Thank you very much. Infamous. You had a, infamous. You had a little, little uh, on the Hammers Chat boats, you had a little fan club going there for one bit. <laughs> a couple of people said hello to me, that's all. Yeah, and people said, and Gonzo from Hammers Chat went... I used to read your articles from Olas on the toilet. <laughs> and then yeah. wipe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> then you, yeah. That was what Olas was good for, actually. Oh, I'll tell Mr. Firmer to that, shall I? Yeah, you tell him what you want. He doesn't yeah. come anymore anyway. Um, And John is back. Oh, sorry. Nigel, where are you? I'm in my shed. Excellent. John. Welcome back, John. Where Thank are you. you? Thank you. I'm in my loft. Yeah. I don't quite work, does it, Nigel? It doesn't. I yeah. don't know. I'll start looking on Facebook, though, see if I can find him. <laughs> and this week, I'm in, I'm in, in the flat. <laughs> after after the failure at uh, with Wi-Fi and uh, in last dungeon. week. In, in the girlfriend's dungeon, yeah. Yeah. We know that that didn't come out right, did it, Eva? Yeah. Um, it was a basement, anyway. Anyway, it's not a sexual fetish podcast. It is <laughs> football podcast. Um, so let's talk about football. We had two games. Uh, the first one was in the... Uh, is it called the Carabao Cup? What is Carabao? It's uh, a Red Bullish type thing. Is it? Is it? Is it a yeah. uh, Asian sort of Red Bull Asian kind of energy thing? drink, yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's yeah, call it, it the Milk Cup animal. or the League Cup. Old money for us. Uh, we won 3-0, John. Hey. 
Now, I know you didn't watch it, right? Because it was impossible to watch because there was no stream. Uh, But I'm sure you saw the highlights and I think you listened to the commentary. What what did you think? Uh, No, I didn't do either of them. So Nigel was there. Nigel actually uh... went, yeah. I was going to try and start with you, and I thought you might give us a little bit, but but all right. Nah. You must have seen the goals or something. I've seen the goals, yeah. I have seen the goals, to be honest. All right, well, let's go to Nigel, because Nigel could actually be bothered to go to the game. Uh, you probably paid a tenner for your seat, didn't you? I, uh, I paid a tenner for my seat, and I sat in a seat worth 15 quid, but don't tell the club. No. Well, there was only, I think, thirty-four or 35,000 people tickets. And I think 20,000 of them were Newham residents that got in free, weren't they? Were there many Newham residents? There was a few. I don't, I'm not sure 20,000, probably about five or six. Right, right. So, could you sit where you wanted? I could sit where I want, yes. And I did sit where I want. Uh, where did you sit? I, well, I sat with my mates <laughs> upstairs. Oh, you still stayed upstairs? Yeah, still stayed upstairs. They didn't want to move about. So, there was about 10 of us with about... Seven rows empty. More, no, probably not. Probably ten rows empty. So there, there, it was. It was empty. Downstairs looked full, though. To be fair, it did, didn't it? So you know, for the TV cameras, they were pushing. You know, probably push the people downstairs, make it look full. I thought to I be was fair, listening to the radio the bowling, and then watching Sky Sports for the goals at the bowling. That would have been a twenty-five thousand crowd. We. Uh, you're right, and when I know, no, you're not right actually, because I would say in in an early Ooh. round, <laughs> an early round, I'm not sure we would get twenty five thousand. Maybe not twenty then. I, I I would say fifteen. No, go think We had more than that. Well, look, look, I as a season ticket holder at the bowling ground, John, did we ever go to these kind of early League Cup games? Well, I, no, sometimes we did, didn't we? When? Got... No, no, come on. Did we ever? Re- not really. No, no not, a, as, not as a... Not a round three against... Yeah, not Bob. a rule of thumb, no, we didn't. But... Just go, we spent enough money on our season ticket, we're not spending more money going there. Well, I was the mug that did go to them games. And, and depending on the level of opposition, you would get... Like, round two, you'd get fifteen to 18,000. And then, as you progressed, you would have got 20,000 at the bowling. So 35,000, even if they give 5,000 away free. That's not bad going. I think they could give more away free, and I'd do it to the schools, and not just in Newham. Throw them out to Buckingham. I don't. I don't think they can find enough people to give them away to. Well, they would if they tried. Are you telling me that the whole, schools in Tarram of Essex wouldn't take them? Anyway, let's 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 talk about the game, shall we? Um, I'm, I'm I'm just looking up nineteen. 19- Right, 1968, Bolton Wanderers in the League Cup second round, 24,937 yeah, was make the attendance. One. When was that? Did you? 1968. 1968. I don't even think I was an itch yet. I was, I was born November 69, so I was an itch probably around February 69, wasn't I? Um, it was a... It was a game where we did what we had to do, wasn't it? Well, I don't know what to say about it. I even missed a third goal because I was trying to cash out a bet. And when the third goal went in, I, I forgot to cash out my bet. And then Leeds scored, so I couldn't cash out my bet. And I had the white ump because I'd missed out on 60 quid. And then when I walked out, 
and about 20 minutes later, I found Burnley had got a last second equaliser, so I actually won me money, like 90 quid. But, yeah, so the best goal, I was even trying to cash out my bet. It was that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to quickly chest you on your trivia. West Ham versus Bolton, 15th of March 2006. Yeah. 24,685 people were there. FA Cup fifth round. Yeah, midweek game. Uh, yeah. Who was the referee? We were there. Who was the referee? Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Kevin Davis score for Bolton? He did. Uh, who scored? Oh, who scored? West Ham scored two goals. Who scored them? Oh, fuck. Who got our goals? FA Cup. Was it Sheringham? Was it, I was going to say Sheringham, not uh, Ashton, was it? No. I went to the nil-nil as well. We had nil-nil away. Yeah, and we, we pulled them back. One at home. It was bloody freezing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Zamora? Airwood? No. Harewood got one. Oh, right. And you'll never get Lucas Neal? Who got the other one? <clears throat> Rob Green? He, it was an own goal. Oh. But by a player who played for West Ham. Joey Nolan. Kevin no. Nolan. Yassi Eskalainen. Oh. Oh, right. Own goal. Uh, it was 1-1 at extra time. Yeah, that's... Shaka, his lopping goal. Gabadon, Koncheski, Anton Ferdinand, Mullins, Benayou, Everton, Rio Coca. Yeah, it was the year we got to the uh, the final. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember when we went. We went to that, all of those that, that year. Anyway, uh, it's not an astounding podcast. Year, wasn't it? it was a good year. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Apart from the Let's final. go back to the game. Free, you say it wasn't very good. Bolton really didn't turn up, did they? They they seemed a bit worried. Um, considering their league position, I'm not surprised. Three good goals, or two good goals at least. Yes. Yes. The third goal was good. I'm trying to... Well, the, the first, the first goal, was... did you not see the first? Yeah, I'll see them all. I'm trying to remember. Ogbonna. Ogbonna coming yes, from nowhere, headed, right. bullet header right into the back of the net. Yes, early doors after four minutes. Yes. Good yeah. goal. That was a great goal by Bonner, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Um, what's its name? Uh, Arnautovic. Good delivery. I thought Arnautovic had a really good game. See, now I didn't. He made everything. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Yeah, he set up two goals, but I thought we were only playing Bolton. He got tackled a lot trying to beat players down the wing. He tried to take them on, and they kept nicking the ball off of him. And you think, well, when you're up against Premier League defenders, they're going to be a lot better than that. So, I didn't think well, he had a bad game, but I didn't think it was quite as good as what everybody was making him out to be. Forget the drift. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was it Anatovic himself who got the second goal? I didn't know this was about Bolton. I thought we were talking about Tottenham. <laughs> well, we are. We're, we're talking about we're talking about Bolton. Uh, you, you know who got the third goal? Yeah, Mr. Agu. <laughs> Mr. A. U. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who got the Great second goal. goal. It was in the first half. Oh, was, it, was it Ogbonna, AU? And... Was it AU? Yeah, it was AU, was wasn't it? it? I know it was another ball in by Arnautovic, I think. Cause it... <laughs> I love it. We're a West Ham podcast and no one can remember who scored a goal. It's more embarrassing for ago. me because I was actually at the game. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and while you're talking, I'm not going into match centre and just having a quick oh, look. Oh, right, yeah. I think it was Diafra Sacco. of course and, it was. And by the way, <laughs> I can't believe it. The third goal was Masuaku, yeah. of course. I always get Ayu and Sacco. And Sacco. I think I called him in my Saturday uh, uh, mixed up. So, uh, so Diafra Sacco with the second goal yeah. uh, on 31 minutes. And of course, Could he celebrate? Did Masaraku at 93 minutes. Yeah. Did Sacco celebrate? I think he did, yeah. Did he? he, 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 didn't he get, I don't think he got booed. To be fair, there was only eight of us where we were, and we didn't boo him. So. <laughs> 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 In the little section we had. Yeah. It was... was it worth your 10 quid? Listen, mate, if West Ham was opening an envelope, and I'd probably pay a tenner to watch it. So I'm, I'm the mug punter, aren't I? They put a game on, I'll turn up. So Yeah, for someone who said no to the uh, London Stadium, you seem to spend a lot of your time there. Well, what am I supposed to do? Where else am I going to go? I know, go to every away game instead. It's a protest. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's family. Are you, old, uh, old ground, Sean. Are you going to bike from the Bolin? Um, I had uh, Veronica from one of the Newham Councillors contact me. They've got bike to the Bowling on Saturday for the Swansea game, um, where you can bike from the old Bowling ground from Statue uh, to the stadium on on Saturday. Will you be joining in along the Greenway, no. historic Greenway as they call it's it? It's not the historic Greenway. It's a sewer that's, bank that's what for the locals that know it. And listen, mate, I've seen what my dog done along there. So <laughs> the last thing I want to do is ride a bike because <laughs> I. So, uh, no, no. You can borrow a bike. They will lend you Oh, it. that's good to know. But right now, the thing, though, where do they leave the bikes? Yeah, I, I wondered that. I don't know. Where is the bike? I have got a, I've got a, I've got a press. They borrow bikes, won't they? Or they just be the ones you park up well, and leave behind? What we'll probably do, they'll probably walk other. around the streets of Plasto and Upton Park looking for people that have left their bikes lying around and quickly run off with them. Go, <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. you one. Believe it or not, I've embargoed press release for 2pm on Saturday. And I did say to um, Veronica Campbell, well, why is it embargoed to 2pm? I said, all the West Ham fans will be at the ground by then. But Stephen Timms is, is joining in. Oh, well, so, there you go. Fine. You know Stephen Timms, do you? I, 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 I know who he is. Yeah, he's the MP for East Ham, not for West Ham. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fantastic. And the the... People who save our, save our statue, or whatever they're called, uh, are taking part in it as well. Yeah, because they still don't want that statue to move. They still want it as a reminder. But that's right. The glory. That's where it should stay. Yeah, you you agree with that? I don't do you? agree. I've I've always said that that the statue. Well, actually, what I said was, if they take the statue, that they should have put the gates uh, in, in like a triangle. In its place, because the rule was, and this, and I pointed this out in an SAB meeting. What, instead of selling them on the cheap to Terry Brown? Yeah, what happened was, is that Newham Council did allow, pass Can't. the rule to allow <laughs> Newham to take the statue, but they put a caveat in. Now, Angus Deacon, or whatever his name was, Angus Kinnear, Kinnear. the... Now CEO yeah, of Leeds. Was, he was at the SAB meeting, and then he said, don't worry, we're taking the statue. And I went to him, hold up, there's a caveat. I mean, his face was a picture. I went, hold up, there's a caveat on that. You have to put back a piece of artwork in its place that, that symbolises West Ham. And he went, yeah, that's right. So I said, well, why don't you just leave the statue there and buy a new one? And he said, people got emotional attachment to that statue. 
Well, guess what? It ain't gone, is it? So it just shows you all the crap they came out with. So did they? Is Terry Brown got the gates? Says he, Sean. Yeah, well, I thought that was a secret. <laughs> cut, cut. So is it with three? Oh, is, is it, it between just the three of us and our? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not tell anyone, anyone else is that Terry the, Brown's got the yeah. Game. The current he's a he's a current is he just a director now? He's a director. Is he? And he's a is he a director? He's, a director he's just a shareholder. I don't think he's a director. Oh no, he's he's life, life president. president. Sorry, life president. Life president. He's not a director. Uh, he's, he's not a director. One of his fellow. He should have got uh, life. What's his name? Life ban. That's what he should have got. Where's the? Where's the? <laughs> yeah, he's got the gates. He's got the gates, and he he bid for them, um, properly. I'm told. Yeah, of course he did. I was there at the auction. I, I didn't see him with his hand up. I'm told he properly yeah. bid. Whatever you may say. Yeah. Right. Disclaimer here. We uh, we know Terry Brown does have the gates, but we we're not inferring any misdemeanour. No matter what our colleague uh, Nigel may say, he bid from fair and square and won them. He's, he's, as he's anyone put them up on the wall next to his Tevez signed shirt. Yeah, well done. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Next round. Are we all trying to go to Wembley in in October? I might be in Scotland. I guess so. So might be a bit difficult really? for me. Yeah. Not going to Swansea, not going to... Well, Swansea's this weekend. So Tottenham's not till not October to the 25th. Fickle fan. Fickle fan. So, have we got any clarification on the numbers of that yet, Sean? Well, no. But I, I spoke to a very charming not uh, Spurs PR man. His name's Simon. Hi, Simon, if you're listening. He's a miserable bastard. Uh, he doesn't like me very much. Um, There's a cue. And I said to him, well, <laughs> I said, when when are you <laughs> announcing how many, the allocation? He went, why do you want to know? He said, you'll know when you know. And I said, well, we want to get a head start. And he said, well, we will share with West Ham as soon as we know. And West Ham will share it with their supporters. And I said, well, can you give me an indication? He went, no, all I can tell you is we haven't agreed it yet. However, super sleuth that I am and researcher... I found that the planning permission from Brent Council for Wembley only allows 27 games at 90,000. So obviously 19 of these are all ready for uh, the Premier League. They've already played one. Uh, is it Brush at Dortmund? They played in the Champions League. They're playing Real Madrid and the others. So there's at least four more um, Champions League games that all be 90,000. So that takes you to 23. Do they, do they sell out then? They don't sell nope. out no, no. So then they've got to fit in FA Cup games, assuming if they go further, and League Cup games. So when they play Barnsley, there is a there's a clause in the contract in the planning that says they're allowed an unlimited number of games at fifty one thousand, which is not using the upper tier. So on Barnsley, they took that and they they closed the upper tier, and of course they only sold what is it, thirty thousand or something, thirty four thousand. And I spoke to my contacts at West Ham. They said, although they hadn't any confirmation, the likelihood is they would not open the upper tier for West Ham's game. And it's likely to be a 51,000 capacity. Under the rules of the League Cup, it's 10%, not 15%. 15% is the FA Cup. 10%. So we will get around 5,100 tickets to be played on Wednesday, the 25th of October. There's a small chance the police 
and the, the SAG, the Safety Advisory Group for Wembley will allow more. But as I say, the people at West Ham believe that it will be the lower amount, about 5,000. It's a school night anyway. Yeah. Can you see police wanting um, 9,000 or something? I don't know if you saw, but David Gold tweeted out, West Ham will get at least 12,000 uh, uh, allocation. And then about five minutes later, he deleted it because he was making it up. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Um, no. Did you not tell the man from Tottenham so, that you was from Claret and Hugh? Oh, he knows oh. that. He's, he's, he's rung me. The reason we know each other is I've written a number of stories about oh, Spurs. You upset them. Particularly about state funding. I've upset them. And, and you know, there was a little bit of a legal bargy over one of the articles I wrote. But it was all resolved. We're best of friends now. Uh, so, I, I guess... Everywhere you go, Sean, you just make friends. I, I guess we need we need enough points. We haven't got a lot of points, have we, to get tickets uh, for Wembley? <clears throat> I have. Can you sort us out? Oh, I don't Is know. Is that between us? Well, I've got points, thanks. How many points you 17. How'd you get uh, 17? Uh, not so big, this Nicola Kay, if you're listening, work out how it got on his... Uh, it's easy to do, isn't it? I'll go all the away games. Fair play. Anyway, uh, I suppose we should finish off by saying, sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Okay, Slavin, well, 3-0 through to the next round. Was that about as smooth and as good as you could have hoped for? Yeah, I mean, we've done the job. Uh, it was a good game, especially in the first half. Like, we started really well. We scored a goal and we didn't stop. We, we were really good in the first half. Uh, we should have scored more goals. We played attractive and we played quick football, uh, and and it was really like a good game and really good performance from us. Uh, second half we slowed it down, which I didn't like, but I can understand the lads uh, because we have a game on uh, on Saturday, and at the end we we scored the Masot who scored the wonder goal. Which which helps for the whole for, for for the whole thing. So as you said, very pleased. No injuries, please so far. Three uh, nil again. Uh, finish it again, and we are in the next round. So pleased. Undefeated in the last three matches now, including the the, the league fixtures. Are you feeling the team is, has turned a corner? Yeah, but we have to continue like this. We have to build. On this, uh, that's what we told the players before the game. Let's we started okay, get the confidence back. We have the pattern. We are solid, and uh, let's build on that. You know. And so uh, this result, this results and everything, and performance for many many players will also help uh, in in that building. And uh, as I said uh, before the game to the players, because we had some players that, that deserve the chance. Okay, but. Who are not playing regularly, the team that they should be playing. I think there's only one, one, one place that you can impress me and myself, and that's a pitch, that's a, a game, you know. So they done really well, as I said, especially in the first half. And it's good, it's good. The, the vibe is, of course, the confidence is back slowly, but uh, it's all about winning games. It's all about keeping clean sheets. It's all about having good patterns 
And uh, as I said, we can't say now, we just turn the corner and it's going to stay like this. No, we have to deserve it, not only in games, but also in trainings. But we are on the right path now. You mentioned players who turned in good performances. Marco Arnautovic came back into the team. How impressed were you with, with his display tonight? Marco is a, he's a special player. You know, He's got that special kind of a skill when he's got a ball. We're expecting if he gets the ball in a good situation, good positions, he, he's... Uh, He's got a quality, I ain't gonna say anything new, you know, uh, he's got it. Uh, now he's back and uh, I expect him to do it, uh, he was good today, but to do it more regularly, to do it better and not to get satisfied with one or two flicks or tricks, but to do it to constantly molesting the defence because he's capable of that. You mentioned the goal earlier, the third goal, a word on Masuaki's strike, a special strike, wasn't it? That was a brilliant goal and, and it's a nice way to finish the game, not only for him but for the whole team. The strike was unbelievable and uh, so, to be fair, it's a privilege to, to be on a pitch and to see those kind of goals. It was a wonder strike. And you talk about a good way to finish the game and, and a confidence building win. Is it confidence you can now take into what will be a huge game of the weekend against Spurs? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, look, last three games, it was like a bit more than a week from Monday till now. Uh, we we improved a lot. We improved in games, as I said. Three clean sheets, uh, uh, four points in the league. Um, kind of smooth going in the next round of the cup so uh, we 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 we've done well in this week as i said we have, we know what we are expecting on saturday and a big game and we're going to have to be on top of our game we have enough time to rest also today some of the players didn't play and all that and i have a good squad uh, unfortunately there are still two or three not big injuries but but injuries, but uh, we are uh, we're gonna approach the Tottenham game in a positive way, knowing knowing that it's gonna be maybe so far the biggest test for us in this season. And just finally, get through to the next round, of course, of this competition. Is it you get through a few rounds? Do you start to think of, of uh, how far you can go in this competition, and perhaps start dreaming of Wembley? Yeah, yeah definitely not dreaming of well. We are dreaming of family. Uh, there's, there, there's nothing wrong in saying that. I think that every team is dreaming about family. Uh, you need performances. You need few good performances. You need a bit of luck in the draws. Last year in this stage we got Chelsea, but we beat them. And then we got Man United. In FA Cup we got Man City. Even against them you have a chance, okay, but you would rather have a, be a little bit more lucky in a draw and then, and then uh, your dreams become more realistic, you know, as you move on. And now, um, hopefully, we're going to get a good draw because some of the teams with the greatest respect are, are beatable, you know, and uh, everything's going to be tough, of course because this is England and all that, but uh, hopefully it's going to be a good draw. That's great, sir. Thanks for Thank you. So what do you think about that then, John? Yeah, he seemed a bit more upbeat, didn't he, to be fair?
it's nice to have a positive result for him to talk about for a change, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He saved his job. Well, yeah, for now. Well, let's, talking about that, let's talk about Dirty Spurs. So we all went on Saturday, and our first Saturday game back at the London Stadium. And what a joyous trip it was to the stadium. Um, us Surrey boys, us Mockneys, as Nigel would call us, had to come via Southwest trains through Waterloo. And those of you that live in that area or use Southwest trains will know it. Uh, their train system is a complete disaster with half Southwestern of now, isn't it? Huh? South is that what it's called? Now, Southwestern. Yeah, it's really improved. Um, so, yeah, the trains are up the Swanee. We usually go to the stadium via Pudding Mill Lane. The DLR was shut. Um, I think there were other problems like TFL was, rail was shut at Barking and all other problems everywhere. Best connected stadium in, in the country, John. It's the best connected stadium in the land, mate. You've said it time and time again. I can't I can't argue with the fact, can I? So I I was running a bit late. I mean I didn't oh, arrive oh, you didn't to run. Stratford. Yeah. I didn't arrive to Stratford to gone twelve o'clock. So as I approached the stadium after doing the walk of shame from, from Stratford Underground, I faced uh a steward told me not to go to Bridge Five, which is uh, round by where we should go, which is where our turnstile is, turns turnstile C, and went to Bridge One, which is right next to the uh, big screens. Um, and there we got stuck in a, a queue for the searching. And uh, I think I think we were there for about ten minutes. I mean, how did you boys get on with it? A lot of people have criticised the the bag searching, but how did you get on? Well, I I um, got through quite easily because I ignored what I was told I was told I couldn't go that way because that's the way fans only but as far as I can see well, that's actually the end. Disabled bridge. you went over the disabled bridge you're the kind of person who parks in disabled bays as well John well, it's alright for away fans it's alright for me is what I thought no one told me you I couldn't go there went bridge 4 I told I, all I know is that that's the entrance that I normally go in so I just went for that way and it wasn't too bad at all so I got no real complaints about the security checks I didn't get caught up in that to be honest I was sat in there with 15 minutes to go supping on a beer yeah I know KUMB were, were talking about you know it took up an, up to an hour for some people from the station to there and there, there were problems for people it was um, congested and... it was busy it was it really was. but there's a lot of reasons for that but one of the reasons is obviously uh, everyone coming out of uh the tube, wasn't it, as opposed to using yeah. other entrances? And... I think I think people were coming late, putting mill lane closed. Well, and also, my understanding is bridges two and three were absolutely empty. Everybody was making their way to bridge um, uh, five and then after that one, and that's where the two queues are, but the other two bridges were empty. And if everybody, what I was told, I spoke to the head of ticketing today, if everyone followed what said on their season ticket of what bridge to go to, we wouldn't have these problems. People are being selfish, John. Well, if everybody knew what bloody bridge was what, and, you know, no one knows. Because until I spoke tonight, you didn't know what bridge was what, did you? i got no idea. No idea. You know, but I've got no... You've got no way of knowing what bridge is what, is it? It doesn't tell you. There's not stewards there saying if you're whatever, whatever... Go to bridge five, turn left here. No one tells you anything. 
So, no. How are you supposed to know? And on my way to my turnstile, after I got through Bridge One, I had to wait about 10 minutes on Bridge One, I bumped into Nigel, who was in the queue for the ticket office with his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, upgrading the kid's ticket to an adult. I was a good boy. And... and and also, that was the longest queue I'd ever seen at that, the London Stadium. Although, again, was a long queue. the head of ticketing yeah. told me that actually, although it looked long, no one was in that queue for over 15 minutes. Well, yeah, I was surprised after queuing up because I had to go to one of the big the bridges with the big queues because I needed to get to the ticket office. So after getting through that queue, like waiting 10, 12 minutes, to then walk down to the ticket box to see it goes past the railings... And near enough, far away down to where the away fans go in, you think, oh, fuck, I'm going to miss the, the start of the game. I said, we'll be lucky to get, me, you know, sorry, swearing yes, again, swearing again. sorry. My wife would tell me off if she listens. Um, yeah, she never listens to this podcast. Mum does, does, so she'll tell me off. Um, oh. And me dad. Um, but anyway, enough about it. So I got the queue. It was a bloody long queue. Yeah. But to be fair to the club, it did only take about, 10, 12 minutes to get there, take the 40 quid off me to upgrade the kids, band five kids ticket to an adult and then get round. So I did make kickoff. So I was impressed. So did your son-in-law play you for that back or is it just part of no, He the... paid it. Yeah, he paid it. Yeah. So I, I asked, I was talking to the ticketed lady yeah. today and she said, but you could have just rung up and upgraded it. So why didn't you? She said, even while you were there, you could have rung up while you were in Can the you? queue and upgraded oh, it. Oh, I looked online. You can't do it online. I didn't know I could ring up. No, you can ring up. So oh. she said, look, you can ring up and upgrade it over the phone. You can't do it online at the moment. They oh, are looking well, at that. It doesn't matter because I'm going to upgrade it to a full adult anyway. It's only going to be another 100 odd quid. It's a band five, isn't it? So right. he's going to yeah. pay the money. I did suggest that before. I know I did. I know I did, and I didn't bother doing it. I thought, oh, I'll do it. And then he, he was free this Saturday, so he could come to the game when he come. And um, he, You could have taken 40 quid off him, and that would have been 40 quid to upgrade. Well, that's what I said. Quid. Yeah, I said, the thing is, I said, look, you don't, he said, don't worry. He said, he'll pay the upgrade. I said, well, you've had two games. There's two games already been played on it, so they'll probably knock like 10, 15 quid off. So you just got to pay like... The 180 or 160 quid to upgrade it to an adult. Anyway, we better move on to the game. I, I had a problem. My, my daughter's ticket, ticket didn't work. And, yeah, because you sold they're, it they're twice. Sending me so come on a minute. You sold it to someone so they could sneak in. Well, I... I uh, <laughs> again, I spoke to the ticket office today. They had a video of, of what happened and, and they knew exactly what had gone on and everything. But I wasn't scamming or anything. My daughter went in on my son's ticket and my son then couldn't get in because he was trying to use my daughter's ticket. But her card just wasn't activated. It, it's dead. It's not working. But they're going to send me a new one. So I made I made kick off by 30 seconds. Um, how do you think we started? Let's start with you, Nigel. In the gods, high up there. Yeah, good view of the, the game. Nosebleed. What, did, what did you think of how we set up for the game and, 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 the, and the choice? I, we, you know, you can't. You could see we were we were chasing them down to begin with. People were getting stuck in. Um, yeah. Did it turn on the Antonio going off? I'm not. I, I'm and Carroll coming on. You could argue that because Carroll was the one that gave the ball away. 
it, I won't criticise Slav. I thought it was a strange decision, but I could understand why he did it. Perhaps because Carroll supposedly had a knock, he didn't want to give him the full game. He could probably do like an half. So he thought, well, he can do an hour if he can do 45 minutes. Get him on. And Tottenham don't like it up them. Uh, Andy Carroll, yeah. He done well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people slagged off Bilic for putting Carroll on, and I won't do that at the end of the day. He lost Antonio. That was a gamble. I'm a gambling man. Some gambles pay off. You know, it didn't pay off playing him. He said it wasn't a gamble. And, I, you know, oh. on, on our Facebook, on our uh, WhatsApp group, I sent you, I said, look, he's facing a um, a late fitness test. He's not everything. I got told he was 70% and yet he played him. Afterwards, he defended himself. And we'll talk about this later because I got a lot of grief on it on West Ham till I die. Um, he defended himself saying... Oh, the, the injury he had in the week with a knock wasn't the same. This was a new groin injury. I didn't take a risk. All right, well, look, you know, I'll take him at face value. I don't believe it. Um, but uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, he's the man paid to make the decisions. He made the decision. I'll support his explanation. He could have put IU on, but IU ain't that great of a player anyway, is he? Let's face it. So... Would you have put someone else well, in and not change the formation? The day, I'm, I'm, I love, I believe in four four two as a way of playing. It may be old fashioned, but guess what? When he put Masuaku on as a left winger and we went four four two, that's when we, that's when we got back into the game. So actually, perhaps he saw something there. If you've got Carroll and Chikorito on the pitch or Sacco and Chikorito on the pitch together, if you play a four four two, you will give them better service than by playing the three five one or whatever it is he plays. I can't work out what system he plays. Five three yeah. two or people. Well he doesn't play he doesn't play Chikorito on the wing, he says that with no, but I think what he plays just off it's the just the way it looks where when there's four four two and you've got the two natural wide players and um he had Masuaku, didn't he, on, on the left in front of Creswell, which gives gives that extra, as he's a defender, gives a bit of extra protection as well. I thought we looked so much better as a team. And and loads of people were going, oh, if it weren't for the sending off, we'd lost three or four nil. I see it. I had to pull someone up and say, hold up a minute. We got our first goal back when there was 11 players on the pitch. So if i'd i'd like to see us play 4-4-2 with either Carroll or Sacco up front and Chicharito and i think it works with having Masuaku in front of Creswell and having a back four um we've lost um Antonio now for a while so well our source says today uh, only seven well, days. all right that's all right then so i mean you could put AU out wide right yeah so he won't he won't be at the the Swansea game no. but so, all in all, I walked out, you know, I said it on the Amos Chat video, you know, people like that, that I was quite happy when I walked out because at 3-0 down, we put up a fight. And that's all you want to see. And that is, it's not all you want to see, but when you go 3-0 down in a game and people are streaming out at 3-0 with still 25 minutes to play, you know, what you want to see is, let's see you have a fight. Go and have a go at them. And they did have a go and we could have got an equaliser. So there is hope there, 
that when we play Swansea, that it won't be like that. Let's face it, Tottenham are a good team. They're a, they're, they are the level above us. So, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a rule that if you're 3-0 down before half-time, you can leave. Oh, uh, please. You leave. That, that's our rule between me, John, and George. It's always been yeah, our rule, isn't it, George? you got further to go on. Hey, I'll let you off. <laughs> Let's do a quick stat attack. In fact, I forgot to do it for the previous game. Um, obviously, uh, I'm going to quickly do it for the Bolton game. We had 67% uh, possession at the Bolton game with them having 33. We had 18 shots, four on target. Bolton had six, only two on target. Now, moving to the Spurs game, wouldn't surprise you. We had less possession. We had 49%, which means Spurs. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. At 51, West Ham had 10 shots, really. Four of them on target, two of them went in. Spurs had 15 shots, five on target, three of them went in. So there you go. Um, they were superior. Um but they did sort of panic at the end, didn't they? You know, everyone at 3 0 going, ha 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 ha. Then they go, we go, we get one back, they go down to 10 men, we get another one back with Kiarty. And and there was a few chances. Um, and we'd have loved it if we'd have got to 3 3. John, you give us your view of the match. Um, I, I don't think you were as enthusiastic as us after the game. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Because you're always, you always look at the negatives. Well, I just... All right, tell me about the positives then, John, of the game. The positives was the fight back. The positives were there were signs of some people clicking, some people playing well. You know, there was was some positives to take out of it. There's some negatives as well, but yeah, you know, we were, we were up and at them and we, we, it was the goal, I think, that sort of took, took the wind out of ourselves. I, I, probably wouldn't have put Cow on but you can see that's what he's that's been his starting 11 for the last two or three games he's, and he's got this loyalty to Carroll some stubborn loyalty well, people say that he got this these double loyalty and favourites has he really or is that just how he thinks he's, he's going to play it's just you know he's, he, I don't think he's got a great liking for Paco so 
he'd always put Carroll in front of him. But you know, I I would like to see him. Even though I would like to see what goes on in um, Chicharito's head, he sees stars, I think, around his head, and he he tries to flick everything, and he, he sees a different game than everyone else. Got his third goal though. Come on. Yeah, he did. But you know, I'd like to see him giving his run up in centre forward, right up the front, and he's he's the only one scoring goals. So I would kind of I I would take it from that point and work my way back. Well, in the league, but, all the, all of West Ham have only scored six goals, of which Chicharito scored three of them, right? And I did an article today on Clarence Hugh to say that our two ex strikers from last year, Jonathan Clary and Simone Zaza. Simone Zaza has got five in his first few games for uh, Valencia with a hat trick in eight minutes, as you're probably aware of last week. And Caleri has got his team of only, I think, one twice. He's got two goals. I think they've only scored five goals in, in the whole season in the first six games. So between them, their seven goals from Caleri and Simone Zaza is more than the whole of West Ham for this season. What do you think of well, that, then, John? Yeah, well, what are you trying to say? I'm trying is that to say other managers get more out of these players than Slavin Bilic does. Do you believe that? Or do you believe they've gone there with their heads held in shame about the prophetic performances they put in at our place and going on with a point to prove now because otherwise they're not going to get another contract somewhere else? You know, there's, you can look at it whichever way you want, but I can't start putting the blame at Slav's door for the way they're playing now and the way they didn't play for us. But I, I, I was happy enough when I left it's it's the same old West Ham, isn't it? We're used to it. it not no surprises, is it? I was surprised when we got down to three nil, but I was pleased that we got back to three two and we could have equalised. But the typical yeah. West Ham thing is to get you nearly there and then not do it, isn't it? What? So, Who was your man of the match, John? It was my man of the match. Um, no, I, I mean I think everyone's berating him but I think Noble had a great game he battled chased everything down so I would uh, wow. I'd give it to him brave Nigel he stole my thunder I was going to go Noble to be fair oh my he put, god he, did you see him when he squared up to that big geezer he looked like the little kid in the playground waiting for his mates to join in you know <laughs> back me up lads I'm going to take him on <laughs> he was um, but he he Jumped in yeah, with everything, he did. didn't he? Did everything. He did. He, the captain, leader, legend. Mm. Hey. Whatever. Um, Hater. So you want Noble out and Billich out, do you, Yeah, Sean? I do. <laughs> right. Talking of that, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what the... Sure, sure. Let's see what the gaffer has to say. Slavin, so much in that game. What did you make of it? Well, obviously we are disappointed. Uh started not only started but but up until the first goal we were really uh, it was one of our best games we were defending really well aggressive uh, we took a lot of balls from them in a good areas which and then it was a few times four or five times really good service to to marco or to chicharito in a good or or to michael in a good positions when when we were in open space like free against free or had a lot of space in front of us, but uh, we just didn't materialize those those uh, opportunities. And then, uh, as it usually is against teams with that quality, 
uh, one mistake, but but pretty far from goal. Okay, one bad uh, decision, they make a great cross and it's puff. It's one nil. So for me, it was nowhere near two nil game in the first half. Second half we again started well, but then then one good shot and it's three nil. And you're thinking like we are in trouble. Then then we came back with a goal. We didn't give up and we, we came back and then after the red card we changed the system. We tried to pressure them to to create advantage on the wings, trying to get two against one situations that we were looking to beat them and to make crosses. And uh, some of those crosses or at least one was brilliant and we scored but uh, we should have put more quality balls inside. Not too early and, and uh, but more quality. Taking you back to the first half, did the injury to Mikel Antonio really affect you? Obviously because you lost him, but then it seemed to take Andy Carroll a bit of time to get up to speed as well. Yeah, but you can't, you can't affect that, you know, uh, he had to go off, and, uh, but we, we had to shuffle a bit. We had to put Andy that, that needed a few minutes to come into the game. As you said, we had to put Chicharito on again on the on Mikey's position, because we wanted to stay in that system that we played for three games now uh, or two games before before Spurs, and uh, of course it always affects you to to lose a player like Michael or, or or to change in a in a time that you are doing really well. But uh, and then they scored, well, so we we can talk about that. But we should have scored the second one. For those five minutes after we conceded the first, we were like a little bit lost, to be fair. So we needed that half time, although it was too nil for them. At nil nil, and it ended up being a difficult afternoon for Serge Aurier. Might you have had, well, one, maybe two penalties? <laughs> Look, you can talk about it. Uh, Not something you're dwelling on, though? No, for me, Serge Aurier, handball, you mean? It's that, and then there's maybe a tug on Arnautovic yeah. as well. Tug on Arnautovic, uh, if Marco had fallen down, then then maybe he would give us. Uh, for me, it's uh, although it's just a nudge, uh, this last corner that uh, that Andy had a free header, and from the back, uh, I think Sanchez pushed him, and it was a free header for, for Andy, so maybe that, but he didn't get it, so. Yeah. It's one thing to say from this. You had a few games here last year where you ended up losing quite heavily. Did you lose in the right way today? Yeah, in the end, of course, it's much pleasant to to lose three two and to have the crowd staying till the end and uh, being behind us big time and expecting really because it looks like uh, that uh, if if one team's going to score, it's going to be us, you know. So it's uh, of course the, the, there's a big difference. Uh, if you're losing 3-0 or like last year 5-1 or whatever or 5-0 then then to come back to 3-2 and to be in a position like that you are looking to score a goal uh, so it's good but but anyway of course we are we are disappointed that we let three goals in and that that, that we lose the game against them what do you think about that then John? yeah I think he, he's obviously taking on the positives isn't he which he needs to do and he needs to take it forward. I think we can, you know, we take on that sort of battling, that fight, get into the Swansea game. Massive game now, the Swansea game. And uh, see how we go from there. Yeah, good. 
Well, earlier today, I, I had planned to uh, talk to David Cross for a, a short 10-minute interview today. Uh, and I contacted him and spoke to him this morning. But unfortunately, he's in the south of France. Because uh, I know he's he's coming to the London Stadium soon. I think he's doing a West Ham Way event. So uh, he's an old friend of the podcast. and uh, But he's in the south of France. He's back on Thursday. So we will catch up with him and, and ask him his views on, on West Ham, the London Stadium, etc. I then called uh, Tony Cotty. <laughs> Tony Cotty was busy today. <laughs> um, he did his. He's now doing tours, legend tours of the London Stadium. He did his first one yesterday, so I wanted to catch up with him. He said he's going to be free next week, so we'll catch on with him. So my third choice was to to ring Huey Southern to to ask him about um, Slavin Bilic because four games away, we said, or, or the media said, not we said, he's got four games to save his his um. Uh, his job. Um, I I never believed that, but but that's what the media were saying. So earlier today, I caught up with Huey, and this is what he said. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. It's Huey. Evening, Hi, Huey. Sean. Hi, Sean. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but you're our third choice. We did try and talk to Tony Cotty tonight on your suggestion, of course, but he, he oh. was busy. And uh, David Cross. Um, I also spoke to, but he was in the south of France and he's on his way back. So, oh, uh, sure. I, I shouldn't be on the bench, should I? I mean, not yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You're going to have to come Maybe. on as a superstar. <laughs> oh, my God, Travis. Yeah, go on. Go on. My, yeah. my favourite topic tonight, Slav and Billich, mm-hmm. is his time up. I, I wrote an article on West Ham Till I Die. Um, a part of my Sunday column, I got a lot of grief from it. I, I, there was over 880 comments so far. Most really? of them not very really pleasant against me, um, accusing me of propaganda and, and doing the board's work. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, we suck up to the board, don't we? We're in um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, this, these were my personal views. I wrote it just a few minutes before before posting it. Uh, on what we know that, you know, my view and your view, I know, is the same that Slavin Village, from what we hear, won't be offered another contract. Um, and his, his contract will run down. And, and yet again on Saturday at the London Stadium when we play Spurs, he showed poor tactical choices. Um, you know, whether uh, he should have started with Antonio in the first place, if, if he was a, a doubt, uh, and putting on Andy Carroll um, to replace Antonio after 28 minutes instead of someone like AU. I mean, or, or Rice or someone like that. I said my piece. On West Ham side, what do you stand on on Slab and Billich at the moment? Well, I'm very much the same place as you, Sean. Uh, I think we've had the conversation, of course, but I mean, uh, how when you've got a particular shape and a system, a formation which includes Hernandez at the peak, uh, at the top of the attack, that is the one up. How do you then decide that with are you on the bench or Sacco? I know it's not everybody's favourite person, but nonetheless, that you're going to bring on uh, Carroll. Um, no, I mean, the, the question you asked is, is his time up? Look, let's be fair, he's the most likeable man in the world. Lovely fella. Uh, everything he believes in, uh, away from football, I believe in. Everything, the way he conducts himself is brilliant. But I'm sorry, Sean, you know, it, it, I've said the same in a blog that I did and got the same sort of reaction as you from many people. Uh, I just, I, I'm fed up with making excuses for West Ham, Sean. I'm fed up with making excuses for Slaven. I don't want to make them anymore. And if I'm absolutely, brutally, terribly honest, 
yes, I think he's had long enough. And I don't think we're going to the next level, are we? There's no question of that. At the very best, we're going to finish mid-table. He's just not taking us on, and he's making too many mistakes, in my very humble opinion. All right, let me play devil's advocate. He wins every single game between now and January. Do they offer him a new contract? In, in they January? won't offer him a new contract in January, whatever he does. They never do, do they? Okay, they win either... every single game from now until the end of the season. Do they offer him a new three-year contract at the end of the season? How many points are we talking, Sean? Would that be a Premier League <laughs> record? <laughs> that would be a Premier League record. <laughs> you silly bugger. You silly bugger. What sort of question is that, really? Right, um, what I'm trying to really ask is, is there any circumstances where suddenly they go, well, we have a second thought on this? Or is it absolutely past dying? He's a dead man walking. And He's really not a dead man walking at the moment, Sean. I mean, that's the problem for me. Yeah. You know, I mean... He is not a dead man walking. Um, they're concerned, not concerned. They're confused. They're as confused as everybody else as I see it with his decisions, um, and they don't understand them and they can't see it. But are they going to sack him over the next four games? No, I don't think so. I think we should probably beat Swansea, won't we? Um, or at least get a point, and that would be fine. And then we should go on to Burnley, is it? And we should probably get a point there or even a win. And we should just stutter on against these middle-order teams. But look, we were told we were going to start challenging. We're a million miles away from the top clubs. A million miles away and getting no closer. So if the promise is we're going to take, we're going to move on, we're going to go to the next level, and it's just not happening, sorry, something's got to give. And I'm afraid... The only person you can get rid of is the manager. There's one other thing I'd like to say. There were rumours at the weekend about Antonio not being fit. There were rumours about Andy Carroll having taken a knock. There's not a week week goes by when we don't get something about an injury. You have to start asking the question, Sean. For me, anyway, is it fitness? Is there a problem with the player's fitness? And the, and, the, and the whole backroom regime. I don't know. But I'm beginning to wonder all sorts of horrible things now. Mm. Well, our fitness coach is a 69-year-old handball champion, if I remember correctly. 71. He's 71. 71-year-old uh, trainer to, uh, of the Croatian of handball team at the Olympics in 1893 <laughs> or whatever. <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, Law, I, I don't want to take the piss out of the plate. Yeah, yeah. That, Matt, Matt, Law, Matt Law in the Telegraph today says Swansea is a must-win game. Well, they're um, all must-win games as far well, as the media blokes are concerned. Aren't they? Yeah, I mean, that's what Matt Law... I mean, Matt Law has had his contacts in, in the past uh, at the board and, and, and in the club, but I'm not aware... I mean, we spoke to Barry Fry last week. We know that they're not sackers. If anything, I get frustrated at their lack of decisiveness in this matter. I can't see if we lost at Swansea, uh, Swansea he would be sacked. Um, I think it would take some... I think it would take a number of defeats in a row for them to finally make a decision and call a board meeting. Am, am uh, I wrong? Um, are you wrong? That, oh, um... <sighs> These are all hypotheses. This is a problem. I mean, well, I don't think again to use that word. My, my, the, the feeling I get uh, with my conversations 
I mean, basically that there's no appetite to sack. You see, the, the other question you've got to ask, and, you know, it's, it's not rocket science, who's going to replace? There's this thing about Benitez. Oh, so we just walk into St. James's Park and say, thanks, Mike, we're taking Rafa Benitez, it's not going to happen. David Gold, David Sullivan and Mike Oshner, as I understand it, really don't like each other. That's yeah. not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Who else is there? Uh, David Moyes? No, I don't think so. So if it was to happen, and they hadn't, and they hadn't got anybody in place, they would probably put Terry Wesley in charge for a couple of weeks and then go off and get somebody like uh, Dick Advocar or Gus Hiddink to take us up to the end of the year while they've had a chance to scout around. That is the way I think it would work. Do we really want that scenario so early in our season? <sighs> I don't know. But having who said that... In? With the magic wand, forget about availability, who would you put in? Um, um, uh, Conte at Chelsea. Yeah, think so. Yeah, Conte. Uh, Klopp, I think number two, number three. I don't know. I mean, look, let's be honest about it. I do. I would take you. Uh, I, I, I love Mourinho. I, 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 I hate to say this, and everybody's going to turn off and call me everything that they call me anyway. Um. But I like Pochettino. I really do. He's a great manager. Very, yeah. very good manager. You know. And the, and the thing over there is that he has produced youngsters out of the system as well. And he's not yeah. trying to play them. You know. Um, cool. I think he'd probably be my choice if I could get him. And it would piss Spurs off, which would be lovely, wouldn't it? Well, thanks for coming in as a super sub. Can I ask you for a prediction for Swansea on Saturday? Yeah, I think we should beat Swansea. I mean, again, I, I mean, I hope we, I, I hope we give. Um, and I hope we keep Hernandez up top and that we perhaps throw Sacco on with him because I think that looks like a good partnership whether people like Sacco or not. Um, I would think we can win that a couple of goals, can't we? I think it was another, it's another harvest build for me, that one. Good. Thanks for being our guest. I'm on the Just a Podcast. And uh, obviously, everyone, keep on reading ClarentandHugh.info. Absolutely, yeah, of course. All right, cheers to you. Okay, buddy. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So I'm going to ask you the same question, John and Nigel. Um, I wrote an article on West Ham Till I Die last night. Uh, Ian Dale is away at the, the Labour conference at the moment. He emailed me and said, um, have you done your, your Sunday column for West Ham Till I Die? And I thought, oh, no, I haven't. So I'll quickly write something. So I wrote, is, is Slav's time up? Right. And I wrote a few hundred words and said about how, you know, he'd, he'd taken a risk with Antonio and he played Billich, uh, he played Carroll wrong, he shouldn't have brought him on and that, that he would never get a new contract and his time was up and he needs to be replaced. And my personal opinion is uh, the board have been too indecisive on this and we needed a new, we need fresh ideas, a new man, because I think the squad is good. Um there were over 880 comments on West Ham till I died the last time I looked. And most of them were not very pleasant, were they, Nigel? <laughs> now, I'm going to read you out a text I got, yeah? Go I'm on. not going to say who sent it to me. I'd name no names. Go on. East End Bar Silence. Uh, yeah. P.S. Your mate Sean has just dropped a bomb on the blog. Effing shill. What's that? What's that mean? Uh, a shill, shill is uh, like a... Uh, uh, a stooge, like a, 
I was accused of writing this, you know, ghost writing it for David Sullivan, or it was propaganda. I had a go at the board. Did you read it, Nigel? I, I did read it. I, I think my my comment was, I won't defend the article, but I'll defend his right to say it. So, you, you know, that's your article. You're entitled to say it. I thought it was garbage. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's your that opinion. Is my, and that is my opinion, and that's what I thought of it. Um, but everybody else had said a lot worse, so I thought I didn't really want to join in the knocking club. <laughs> I probably have never had so much abuse yeah, in my life. You know, it's life. I don't know why you do it. I don't. I don't, I don't know why you. It, it worked. It got people talking. Yeah, and I can see when you say well, it gets and I, I prefer articles like that rather than some of the dross that is put out there by other people yeah. that are just articles for the sake of an article. It got the latest wrestlers. It does. Look, it did a job. It got, it got people, gets talking. people talking. I'm very thick skin. I've got rhino skin. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the question away from the abuse. Whether you agree with the article or not? Well, no, I don't. Uh, Slav, is Slav's time up? No. 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 You're still going to give him, no matter if he loses against Swansea. Matt Law said today, if he loses against Swansea, he's lost his job. If he loses I the next three that. games, is he still in I job? do believe that. If, You're wrong. If he loses against Swansea. And I, no, he's not. You don't, you don't think... No. I'll I tell you why I don't think they'll do it. Because I, I, a bit of me thinks they do, and a bit of it is that... Not that they're not sackers. It's just that they know they can't get the person they want. So what, what are they going to get if they say, Who do I well, want? We, you know, they, it's obvious they want Benitez, isn't it? The Spanish yeah. waiter. So, um, th- they'll probably wait till the end of the season. As you said in your article, you know, it's probably now done. They're not going to give him a new one. And he's a dead man walking. Which to be, you know, I said this to you a couple of, That is a shocking, a shocking statement, if it's true. If it's true. True. That is a, a, a shocking statement to... Uh, what if he... What, we we're, sure, we sure could still win the league. On that button. <laughs> we could still win the league. We could. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, it ain't going to happen. But... <laughs> <laughs> John, are you, are you still a, a village man? I, I am, yeah. I think we just... Yeah, again, it's just people talk about, like you were just saying just then about all this other signings scoring goals now and he could have got better out of them and all that. Well, you know, did he want to get rid of them? Did he want to get rid of all of those players? Did he want to get rid of Fagouli who scored the other night? Did he Did he not want Carvalho? You know, there's lots of stuff goes on that we don't know about. Yeah, true. There's lots of things that undermine or change things and you really... If you're going to leave him in place, which they, I think they will, I think they'll let him have this season. I think we'll probably finish. We'll have a, we're going to have a not a very great season, are we? Let's face it, unless we have a good cup run or something, which we've got Tottenham in the next round. But you know, if they're going to leave him in place, they should just either keep their heads down, keep their mouth shut, and just let him get on with it and see what he does. Because he he could, if he won a cup this season, he'd be in charge next year, wouldn't he? Sorry. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see if my prophecy comes true. I bet it does. Uh, anyway. So what you want to do now is uh, 
do an article next weekend is is Noble's time up. Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> That's what you want to try next. You see, the funny thing I is, I don't read all that. I don't uh, read it the all. The funny thing is, Nigel, Nigel knows. Sometimes attention. I just write articles to get for for to get a reaction, and and I think I was being a bit mischievous last night. I wrote an article to get a reaction. I knew it would get a reaction, and it did. Uh, it's lucky that I know you. Let's put it like, because if I didn't know you, I would have, I would have absolutely told you a new one. Uh, but because I, I knew you already, a bit of me did chuckle, uh, especially at some of the comments. Uh, but that's why I said, yeah, and I did. As, you know, I thought, well, some people got banned. Not uh, Ian banned a few yeah, people. Yeah, that's why I thought. Look, you've got a right to say that uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. He banned a few people for being really personal and said, until you make an apology, you're banned. <laughs> but you've got, also, Sean, you've got to take into account some of the times the things that you do put out there. Your your stuff that, you know, you've that Barry Fry stuff you've done, which was a board loving. you got to, you know, I, we haven't listened to the Hugh Sutherland interview yet. I hope that's just not all how great the board is. No, it's not about the board. No, it's, it it gotta, talks about slab. You've got to balance things out, you know. I am. And do you know what? We're going to soon be talking to Phil Parks. Now, there, there is a man, right, who doesn't like the stadium, doesn't like the board, and when we talk to Phil Parks, we're going to get Nigel to do it, then you're going to get a, a, a balance from it. There's no way I can get him. This, this this podcast is not a board-loving podcast. I can't well, do I that now. with you, Nigel, and, and George on the same podcast. No, you're right. I stand alone in that. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, it's time for this. Yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter question time. I said earlier, uh, and it was only a few hours ago because I forgot, uh, we are back tonight at 6.30 to discuss Bolton and Spurs. Should be an interesting chat. Send in your questions or statements of fact. Er, uh, Lewis Trout says, why is giving uh, everyone giving Billich one more game? I can see Swansea doing us, and then it will still be one more game. How long is Antony out to? Haven't heard a thing about his injury. And what was it? Hammy? Question mark. So I think we've already said that uh, it was a groin injury and he's only supposed to be out for seven days for Antonio. Um, I mean, we've just been talking about this. Why does everyone always give Belic one more game? Why don't we get it over and done with and go, we're backing him this season. Whatever happens, it doesn't matter how many games he loses. Because they're flip-flop fans. Yeah. But you've also the board. You lose you're it. right. The board should say that as well. You're right. The board should come out and say, "Stop this uh, speculation about his job. He's in place to the end of the season, and we're going to review." Paul, don't talk to the media, though, John. <laughs> you ain't media, are you? <laughs> I'm not media. Uh, Ed Hughes says, "On a scale of one to ten, ten being safe, one being doomed, where are we for this season?" I'm thinking four at best. Ongoing lack of team cohesion. And the cloud around our leadership will keep us sucked in the bottom quarter of the table. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being safe. Nigel. Uh, John. I say 6. And I say 7 because I'm an optimist. There you go. We're a bit more optimistic than you, Ed. And finally, Andrew Johnson said, It's a shame to see such a club servant like Mark Noble so exposed as being utterly bereft of a turn of pace. The Premier ship league is a merciless environment and i struggle to see a future for our captain 
Well, you were just singing his praises a minute ago. Andrew seems to differ from you two. Well, there you go. You like you've got tonight's game where the, the Premier League, where Gareth Barry's just about to break the Premier League appearances, and he's never had pace. So you know you don't need to have pace. Pace is in your head, and and sort of flight of foot and the ability to find a pass, and that's what he's got, in my opinion. I th- I think he's just proved the old adage, isn't he? Um, op- opinions are like arseholes. We've all got one. Um, there you go. <laughs> but they're all there. but they're all they're all pretty much based around yeah. the same thing. Sher- Sherringham never had pace. Funny enough, he played till he was forty-one. Yeah, but I just—I mean, I think if we'd have got Car Carvalho, he probably wouldn't be playing. Yeah, well, he wouldn't have been, would he? So, you know. Um, right. Let's go to Twitter. Uh, John Mansfield says, "Is it time to realise that Andy Carroll is detrimental to our game, slows us down too much, and encourages encourages Route One football?" Impacts of question um, exclamation mark. That's John Mansfield on Twitter. I agree with that, really. I think he should be an impact sub. Yeah, yeah I won't disagree. Nigel, no, I can... I can if you can alternate between him and Sacco, uh, then um, I think you'll get the best out of both of them. Yeah. And finally, Chav Corner on Twitter says, we show passion and fight, which is what we have been lacking in earlier games. Can we continue this, or will it only happen against the Spuds? John? Um, I like to think we can continue it. I like to think there's a bit of fire, a bit of fight. I think with Noble there, we'll help with that. And I think that we will continue on Saturday and we will, well, we'll do that in a minute, but I think, um, yeah, we can continue it. Excellent. All right. Well, that's uh, Facebook Twitter question time. Uh, Nigel, any, any mock of the weeks coming out this week or are you a bit behind? Um... I'd, it's it's hard to take the piss out of people constantly without it getting personal. Really? You do it to me I, every I know, week. I do it, and I do it so well. But, um, <laughs> so, so I, I'm I'm debating. I'm thinking, Can I, is there anything else I can do? Because I trawl through these videos and I look at them. Well, Hammer and Talk gives you... Jay oh, gives you stuff man is every like, week, he, he, it? I could just call it Mock the Hammer and Talk. The man's a buffoon, but still, you know, he's entitled to his opinion, even if he is mad with it. I've worked it out now. I haven't watched all these YouTubers. And when you look at, when you're a YouTuber, and if people out there are thinking of becoming a YouTuber, if you just do the boring stuff, hello, I'm going to football now, and all that, you'll get about 300 people watch you, and two of your mates will go, oh, good video. If you're mad and swear and, and throw a hissy fit and one week want to sack the board and the next minute you want to kiss their ass and sack the manager and then the next week you want to sack the manager and sack the board and sack everyone and and if you do it and rant and rave, you can build up 12,000 viewers and, mm. and people, you know, that's the way to do it. If, you know, the bloke's a YouTuber, he's, he's grown his base by being out there I'd love to know if he's like that in real life. I'd love to know if he goes yeah, to the games, to be fair, because some of the times... The classic one he came out with this week, I did I did tweet it, actually, and a few people picked up on it, was 
before the West Brom game, this was funny, before the West Brom game, he said, hello, people, I've done my research here. Did you know that the Hawthorns is the highest ground, even higher than Newcastle's? It's massive. <laughs> now, the funny thing about that is it's the highest ground above sea level, not yeah. the tallest ground. So you hadn't done yeah. the research, you dip. Yeah, he's just done a Wikipedia. Yeah, so there you go, Mr. Internet Research. So I did. Good. Well, we look, we like mock of the week, so uh, it will come I, I back. I just, I, I, I don't want to keep doing it and make a rod for my own back. So yeah. it'll, it'll. Well, I, the, the rumor is that you stopped after you got death threats from, uh, from, from someone on. Uh, um, uh, who was it who took exception to your? Uh, was it West Ham fan TV? And I don't know. Was it no. Sex, Drugs, and Cotton Coal? Who, who took no. exception to it? <laughs> No, we, I sorted that out. It was Dave from Sex and Cotton Coal. It's all sorted out, is it? Sorted out. I apologise. I did. <laughs> I was a, not a bigger man. I've done the right thing. I, I apologised to him. I, I possibly went over the top. In the, It could have been construed a personal dig because I've forgotten what he said. He wanted to do something and I made him Muppet comment of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, Excellent. look. Anyway. You know, I, I'm a... Sean, I got go on, go on. Go on, job. I got a question for go you, on. Sean. Well, you know you're a big fan of the board and everything. Uh, how do you, do you think that Karen Brady did this week with her little uh, oh the picture? Piece about oh no, not that. Tottenham, not not the pa- not the picture. Not the, the Tottenham to win the league. Well, it, it the was day, um, the day before we uh, made a bit of a boo boo there. Tottenham, right? It was a poorly timed comment, right? But if you read the actual... Anyone would think she's not PR savvy, No, you? if you read the article, right, and she's trying to sell papers, she does actually say, after we get three points against them, West Ham get three points against them. Oh, no, that's all right then. Yeah, but it said that. No, oh, oh, look, I'm not defending her. It was a stupid thing to say, and she shouldn't have said it. Um, just but you sent me a picture of her, didn't didn't you, John? What, the link to that, put that news no, article, No, you sent please. me a picture of Karen Brady. Oh, I did send you a picture could, of Karen Could Brady, we put that on the Facebook group or not? Oh, that's up to you. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, we could get sued. If you can, if you can get it verified, yeah, I, ask the question. And if it's a yes, I, put I it up. think it probably is photoshopped. Yeah. Okay. I looked at anyway, that's the one that looked right, and it didn't look right to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not going. We're not going there anymore. Yeah, that, she has got dodgy <laughs> eyes. I must say. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about uh, Swansea. How Slav going to set up on Saturday with Antonio missing, um, and your predictions uh, for for Swansea? Are we all going? By the way, we are. This is no. a big game. We must all be no. going. What? Wife's birthday. Oh come on, East End boy like you, yeah. and you're putting your wife first after 28 years because that's is approaching our 28th anniversary. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. That, you don't want to take her to football. Surely she loves going to football on her birthday. No, I don't think she does actually. Um, <laughs> no, so where are you taking her, Nigel? I think we're going Canary Wolf. Oh, so well, you're just down the I road. Know, I know, but anyway, listen, it don't well, bother me. We we'll meet you if in the sports bar. Bowling, believe me, I, I probably would have missed her birthday, but because I did miss a few actually. Um, but now there, I can't be bothered. I, you know, I've got I've got away games coming up, so you know. All right, well, just give us a prediction. Prediction, then. I pick think Slavin will pick 11 players and seven subs 
and uh, we will win 2-0. Uh, John? I think he will start as we finished. And I Same think it will be 2-1. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I predict... I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a ITK moment here. I predict we will either win, lose or draw and and there will be a scoreline. And... With ITK <laughs> like that, X will be worried, I'll tell you. I know. Uh, no, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win over Swansea and I'm going to say a brace from Chikorito. We're going to play him up front on his own. Uh, no, we're going to play him. We're not. We're going to go four-four-two just to piss off Nigel and, and play him with with Saka. That'd be my luck, isn't it? The week I don't go, the first week I don't go, and he'll play four-four-two. Oh, can you see us defensively being able to withstand a four-four-two? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's all about opinions. Uh, I have been Sean. Uh, George has been missed. John has been. Optimistic. Ooh, and Nigel has been jolly. That's it. Uh, it's not bad, is it? After a defeat from Tottenham. Uh, what do we say here? We say, uh, "Come on, you irons!" Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 